Hi there. Thanks for joining me on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and the creator of the Momentum Magic Method, the way to become a confident teacher who seamlessly shares cues and easily creates sequences, whose classes are transformational, not just transactions, who understands anatomy and who shares their passion in a unique and authentic way. On the podcast, you'll hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal growth because having a strong and healthy mindset is such an important piece of being a confident teacher. In addition to the podcast, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily videos on teaching topics. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Hi there. My name is Karen Fabian, and I'm the host of Conversations for Yoga Teachers, and welcome to episode 261. So you are either listening to this, or maybe you are watching it, because this marks the first episode that I am doing in video format, as well as audio. I'm going to hop back onto my chair. I decided this week that I want to add a video component to the show for uh, anyone who has a chance to not be driving or walking their dog or doing whatever it is you do when you typically listen. And this gives you an opportunity to have a visual component to the podcast as well. So if you're a first time listener, if you have been listening for a while, I want to welcome you and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. So in today's conversation, it's going to be a little bit more of just a capsule, just a shorter conversation, but still I hope it will make an impact because what I wanted to do is based on some feedback I got this week from two yoga teachers who are enrolled in my program, I wanted to share with you the transformation that's happening with them. And I wanna share it to you in story format. I'm doing a whole bunch of reading about brands. And if there's one thing that all brands have in common, it's that they love to use this feature of telling a story as a way to communicate what their product does, what their message is, what their mission is. And for me, that's exactly what I'm about. I love using story as a way to share with you how I can help you and how I work with yoga teachers and the shifts that yoga teachers experience. And so I've got these two really uh, impactful stories that I want to use this episode to share with you. So we're going to start there. The other thing I wanted to say before I dive into those stories is I want to thank you if you sent me happy birthday wishes. A lot of people uh, heard the episode last week and sent me some birthday wishes on Facebook, my birthday on Instagram or Facebook. My birthday was September 29th. So I mentioned it in the last episode that I recorded right before my birthday. And the other thing I wanted to say, which is really exciting, is I'm almost at the podcast because if you're listening, is almost at 100,000 downloads. So I want to thank you again so much for listening and being part of this podcast community. So let's just dive right in. 
And truth be told, I do have some notes. So it's kind of interesting for this first video format. I'm actually going to be doing some reading, which I know isn't great to do on camera, but it's there's just no way I can keep all of this information in my head. And I don't want to miss any detail. So if you are in a place where you can close your eyes and listen, I highly encourage you to do this because it will really help the story impact you even more. If you can't close your eyes, then, and especially if you're doing the audio only, this will still really work. And if you're watching me here on YouTube, just close your eyes and just let the words wash over you and sort of take you on the journey. So here we go. We're going to start with case study number one. Case study number one is about Rose. I have to tell you about Rose, who's been struggling with how to how to stop practicing with her class, and instead how to do what I call the walk and talk. The walk and talk is my teaching method of walking around the room instead of practicing with your class. And it's such a powerful way of teaching because you can see your students, they can hear you better, you can change your cues depending on what you see. It's hard for teachers to transition to this in their mind, but with the techniques that I show them, they're able to, over time, let go of that perception that they need to practice with their students and instead start to teach in this way. Now, Rose had tried to stop practicing with her class and she felt that every time she stopped practicing, even for a few poses, the students would look at her as if to say, why aren't you practicing with us? And so she felt pressured to jump back into practice. And this caused her to feel like she was forced to practice with her students. So she began to actually resent teaching. She felt like she wasn't fully stepping into her role as a teacher and it was letting them drive her actions. So she felt like she was letting herself down. She felt pressure and stress every time she went to teach a class. But working with me inside my program, we were able to uncover the belief that was causing her to practice with her class, which was, I believe they need me to practice with them. Otherwise, they won't know what to do. Once we uncovered that belief, we were able to see that there were other examples out there of classes she had attended where the teacher wasn't practicing with the class and she still had a great experience as a student. We found plenty of examples of this. And in fact, she even came to my virtual class. I didn't do any yoga with the class. And she said, oh my God, this was just more evidence to me that the belief I had just actually wasn't true. She said, my mind is changed. And then she said, I can see how you can do the walk and talk and still support your students and allow them to have more agency over their practice. And I can share more helpful cues in class based upon what I see. I'm a believer now. Rose then went out and started to use this walk and talk technique in her own classes and was amazed at how helpful it was. And it helped her to feel more confident, more helpful to her students, and more like the teacher she wanted to be. This all happened because she uncovered the belief that was leading her to practice with her class. And then she uncovered why she had that belief. And then she looked for evidence to the contrary. 
Once she found that proof, she found she was more open to trying it in her own life. The relief I saw on her face when she had this realization made me thrilled. And she told me she felt not only relief, but energized to teach in a way that she never had before. She said she felt so much less pressure and instead of dreading teaching, she eagerly looked forward to teaching her next class. So that's one story. And the piece that I want you to pull from that is that she uncovered the belief that was driving the thought she had that she needed to practice with her class. And that's a really important piece of this story. So let me share with you this last one. Case study number two is Jean. I have to tell you about Jean who's been struggling with fear, dread, and worry before her classes because she was afraid someone was going to get hurt. Even though she was teaching a general yoga flow without any advanced poses, she was afraid someone would get hurt or might re-injure something that was already bothering them, like back pain. She felt responsible for her students and needed to be sure they didn't get hurt. She wasn't sure what to try to fix the problem because she actually had a solid understanding of anatomy. She just found it difficult to move past the fear of someone getting hurt and no amount of thinking by herself was allowing her to move past it. This was getting more concerning because she only had recently started teaching and this feeling of dread and pressure was unexpected and it was already making her wonder if she had what it takes to teach. She even thought of giving it up altogether. But working with me inside my program, I was able to show her the difference between the things she can control and the things she can't. I was able to show her that she can't control if someone gets hurt in her class because she knows so little about the students and what's happening in their bodies. I was able to help her see that even if she had a full medical history of every student, she could never know how each pose was going to impact their body. So there was no way she could be 100% sure that a student wouldn't get hurt. We also talked about the perception that there is something built into yoga that makes it riskier than other forms of exercise. And she agreed that was not the case, that this was just a story people were saying. We then identified the things she could indeed control, like how clear her cues were, that she was doing the walk and talk instead of practicing with her class so she could see her students, how well she knew her sequence was another thing she could control. We also talked about how important it is to understand anatomy as something else she could control. Once she realized there were a lot of things within her control, she agreed that taking full ownership of those fractors would help her feel more confident and have less stress and worry. She sent me an email a week later, and this is what she said. I just wanna give you an update on how everything has been going after our chat about safe classes and listening to your podcast episode about the same. It really shifted my attitude and mindset about it. I literally use the mantra, what I can control and what I cannot control. And if I can't control it, I let it go. I don't feel a sense of dread after teaching a class and I'm a lot gentler on myself about being so perfect. I feel a lot more relaxed when I teach, which allows me to be myself. It's a work in progress, but you've given me some great tools that have helped. So I hope that as you listen to these stories, you have a sense of what's possible 
when we start to move past beliefs. And I actually uh, scoped out, um, sketched out something that illustrates this. And again, it's going to be a lot easier if you're watching, but if you're not watching and you're listening to the audio, this will work too. So I want you to imagine, you can see here, you are here. You're here as a teacher and you want to get here. So you're getting from point A to point Z. And if you can sort of imagine in your head, wherever you are now, you have this vision of where you wanna be, whether it's teaching different classes, more classes, being more confident, being more authentic, uh, understanding the why behind the cue, maybe it's a combination of all those things. And so you're out there getting knowledge, but then you quickly realize that there are some beliefs that are blocking you. And maybe you don't even realize that until you listen to a podcast like mine, or we have a conversation and I start to uncover with you the beliefs that might be holding you back. And what I've found over years of working with teachers is that fear is usually what stands in between where they are now and where they want to be. It's the fear of things like showing themselves to their class, standing in front of the class instead of practicing with the class. These are some common fears. Imposter syndrome, fears around, do I have enough qualifications to be teaching? What if students are questioning whether or not I'm qualified even to teach? So these are some of the fears that get in the way of yoga teachers being confident and teaching in a way that feels like themselves. And when that is the way that you teach, nothing can stop you. It's more than being a repeater. It's truly being a teacher. And when you step into that role as a teacher, anything is possible. You're helping more people. You're helping the people you already see more and you're loving doing it. There's no sense of that dread. There's no sense of that fear. There's no sense of anybody questioning whether or not you should be there. You know that you are fulfilling a role that you were born to fill. So I'm going to end this episode here. This is a little bit of a shorter one. And as I said at the beginning, it's my first um attempt at adding this visual component. So if you are watching on YouTube, you can go ahead and leave a comment and let me know what you think. And as you listen to those case studies, if you thought, God, I wonder if that's possible for me too, send me a DM on Instagram or comment below here on YouTube and just say, tell me more, tell me more. And I will get in touch with you and see if you are a yoga teacher that I can help. So thank you so much for being with me here this week on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. This episode will go live on October 9th, 2023. So you can hear it then on Podbean or on Apple Podcasts. You can, of course, watch it here on YouTube, where I will be posting videos from this point forward in video format as well, if you choose to watch instead of listen. Thank you so much for listening this week, and I'll see you next week on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. Namaste. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as a special thanks, DM me the words podcast offer, and I'll share with you a special opportunity for yoga teachers who are ready to be confident and skilled and drop all the prep time you most likely are doing getting ready for class drop practicing with class and instead do what I call the walk and talk, drop using the same cues over and over and drop worrying what other people think. 
If this is you and you're ready to step into your most powerful, authentic way of teaching, just DM me the words podcast offer on my Instagram and I'll tell you how I can help you.